time to open your PPC playbook. Optimized by PPC professionals. Learn how to execute winning strategies for building your structured ad campaigns and optimize your bids and targeted ads with the tips and advice of our PPC pros. Inside your PPC playbook, please welcome your hosts, Shane Ryans and Maria Perilli. Hi, everyone. This is episode eight of the PPC playbook. I'm your host, Maria Perilli, here with my co-host, Shane Ryans of PPC Professionals. Every week, we discuss topics related to PPC advertising and show you how you can improve your paid search campaigns today. All right, Shane. It's time for PPC Professionals Fun Facts. I'm super excited about today's fun fact because tonight I am attending a hashcapade. What is a hashcapade? (laughs) Sounds like something you do in Amsterdam. (laughs) No, no, no. I'm not traveling to Amsterdam tonight. No, it's it's local. So basically, it's a hands-on cooking class with the theme of everything hashes. So a hash is just, you can have it for breakfast, you can have it for lunch, you can have it for dinner. It's just tiny, chopped up, different ingredients. You mix it all together and you have a hash. So hashcapade. Interesting. Uh, my mind would have went somewhere very different with that. <laughs> yes. Like I Multiple said, meanings. Amsterdam. <laughs> let's, let's go to Amsterdam. Um, it's good to be back. I really have no fun facts for the week. Um, other than we're growing and having fun, and it's a pleasant change. That's That's definitely fun. It's fun. It's exciting. It's... It's everything you can hope for. All right, so let's get right to it. Today, we're going to discuss the Google Display Network. So remember, as we go through everything, the moral of the story here is that finding the right placements and focusing in on them is the key to success to the Google Display Network. Shane, do you have any precursors that you kind of want to get off your chest before we jump into the topics? Um, one, if you do not have time to monitor display at least on a weekly basis. It is probably a bad business move to even turn it on. And so I want to preface this episode with you can have a lot of luck out of out of display. You can get some serious growth, but you've got to be able to get in there and manage it. Yeah, that makes sense. If, if you don't have the time to to manage it and watch it it can get out of control and we've seen it many times where you know certain businesses just bleeding money from display and and that leads us into what's the proper way of setting it up what's the proper way of optimizing it all those little tactics and strategies that's that actually you know can make your display campaign successful and let's let's just say this straight out Never have display and search together in one campaign. You have to separate it because you're going to have different cost per click. You're going to have different click-through rates. You're going to have different conversion rates. It's just a whole different beast. It is. And even your keywords are going to be drastically different. You know, in, in traditional search, you're going to be heavy in exact and phrase. And with display network, everything's in broad. And... We've discussed broad before. It has the ability to drop in AdWords. Um, 
it also has the ability to create synonyms and a synonym could take you from Nike tennis shoes to Southport slippers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And right? you, you actually both, – They're both brand names. They're both a type of shoe and, and that broad can, can really bite you. Yeah. Go ahead, you, Maria. You did, a, you did a really good job at explaining the difference between keyword match types in our first episode. So if you guys haven't heard that one, I would highly suggest going back and um, you know reviewing that one, taking notes, because you did a fantastic job at explaining it and also giving examples of you know, the, the right and wrong way to do it, as well as how to set up your accounts and the correct structure. Well, and structure is important in display as well. You know, typically speaking in display, you're going to want at least two different campaigns. One's going to be very much exploratory where you're running automatic placements and you're letting Google kind of fill out where to put those placements. And then you're going to have a different set of campaigns that are for targeted placements. You may see that you're selling a skincare product and you may see that uh, that product's for acne and if you go look in uh, about.com there's a whole section about acne treatments a- and that's a great place to, to place your ad but you, in this case you don't want to run it against the whole domain you just want to run against targeted pages and on the opposite side you may find a domain that's called howtostopacne.com and be able to run an ad everywhere in that domain. That makes sense. So let's start with your automatic placements campaign. How do you go about setting that up? How do you use targeting? Um, do you do it with keywords? Do you, you, do you do it with topics? Do you use a layering method or do you individualize each different strategy to try to see which one works best? I typically use keywords, um, and I'm going to define a, a small set of keywords. The, the more targeted you are here, the better, right? If you give Google uh, 100 keywords or key phrases that have three words in them, you're potentially talking about 300 different uh, types of pages your, your ad could appear on. So you want to go small and, and tightly focused. Uh, even in marketing, you're going to want marketing and PPC or marketing and organic um, rather than just trying to go after the word marketing. So and you're saying try to use um, maybe two or three word keyword phrases two, rather than just two, one. Two word phrases, one and two, but avoid going three or more. If you go three or more phrases, even though that works really well and exact, it can cause some some chaos uh, in display. Right, because remember, the keywords in display are broad match only. Right, and they can drop or add um, 50 60% of your words. So if you've got a four-word phrase, in theory, uh, they could just use one word out of that four-word phrase. Wow, that could be dangerous. Yes, Maria, it can be really dangerous. Um, I want to use travel as an example here. Uh, I ran some 
Disney hotel ads uh, while I was at Book It. And Google actually took the liberty to go, well, if it's a Disney hotel, there's a Transformers ride there. So we're going to assume that if we put an ad on Transformers.com, you're going to get conversions. And and the, the hurdle with this this is the demographic for people on Transformers.com, uh, for the most part, doesn't book hotels. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> that's never going to match. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. yeah, so so that's an example. Um, you've got to be really cautious of apps. Uh, apps can burn an account really quickly. Everybody's, even my parents are adopting smart devices and they're downloading games and your ads can appear in those games. Um, and, and someone accidentally clicks on the ad, is that what you're saying? Exactly. You know what that's called, Shane? That's what? Fat finger syndrome. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're going to probably see inflated clicks from apps, and that's primarily the reason why. Yeah. I, well, you've got apps. Um, I've seen scenarios where uh, a domain would, when I say a domain, an IP address would pop up in the reporting and generate 5,000 clicks over a weekend. And anybody that's been in marketing for any amount of time, you, you don't randomly get 5,000 clicks off an IP address. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> no, so, I don't even think that's humanly possible. <laughs> well, and that's why you, you have to be able to, to run your reporting, look at where your ads are being shown, look at what's converting. And as you find what's converting, you're going to move it out into that targeted placements campaign. And you're going to say, hey, show my ad on, on this domain or on these set of pages within this domain over here. Right. So so you've set up your automatic placements and, and you're doing this primarily for research. You've got your tightly knit ad groups with single or you know two keywords per phrase. And now what we want to do is we start we want to start analyzing the reporting so that we can move on to a more educated way of managing these placements. Let's take a quick break and then I have lots of questions for you as far as how we can read the reports and pull actionable items out of there. PPC Playbook will be back after this short timeout. When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCProfessionals.com. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. 
Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is authoritylabs.com. Before you painstakingly create another label or drag yourself to the post office, set a course to ShipStation, your key to e-commerce shipping nirvana. Save time by easily importing orders from wherever you sell, like Amazon, eBay, and over 40 others. Save money with discounted USPS rates and a free USPS account. Automate manual tasks through bulk label and invoice printing, custom shipping rules, and much more. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get an additional 30 days free after the free 30-day trial. Go to ShipStation.com slash WebmasterRadio now. Shipping Nirvana starts here. Time to get back into the PPC playbook. Optimized by PPC professionals. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to PPC Playbook, Episode 8. We are talking about the Google Display Network. We just went over automatic placements and how you want to set up targeting for your first display campaigns. Shane, how long before you can pull reports and start making decisions? Uh, It depends on traffic. In some cases, you'll be able to pull it in 24 hours, and in some cases, you may have to let something run for a 30-day period to get actionable data. And I stress the word actionable data because some of these smaller domains, um, you may only get 100 clicks a month from. And so it, it takes a little bit of time for the smaller domains. The the bigger domains, the places you're going to find your big problems with display, you're going to see pretty quickly because their, number, eh, their numbers will skyrocket. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, once once you get more data and you're further along with uh, experimenting with display campaigns, it's probably a good idea to pull two different reports um, with two different time uh, variations, maybe 30 days and then, you know, 90 days. That way you can see if those placements with less traffic are converting because they could be converting sporadically and they're not necessarily, you know, a bad domain. It can actually be working for you, but since you're getting less traffic, you might miss it with just a 30-day report. Absolutely. You know, you typically you want um about 100 clicks before you make a decision. Uh you'll you'll have a better clue at 1000. But you've got to have a baseline, and you've got to, you can't look at how the campaign's performing because those keywords are really just used for targeting. You've got to go into the reporting and look at where your ad's been shown and where it's been clicked. And in the case of Transformers.com, you know, that was somewhere we had to go in and physically place a, a domain-level negative placement so that our ads would never show there. Right, and you want to make sure that you get all the way down to the URL level to see you know, what pages your ads are on because one page could be performing differently from another page. And in that case, you wouldn't do a domain-level exclusion. You would just exclude certain pages. So there's two ways to pull reports at the domain level and also at the URL level to see what the pages are, how the pages are performing. Yes, and you've got to pull both. And about.com is the best example I know of that. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, on an offbeat target, they may place you on a, you know, you may run a Cancun ad, 
and you show up in vacations, which really isn't converting, but you find you go and you find the Cancun pages uh, in about.com and, and do a placement against those and say those specific places I want to show. Uh, we've also done uh, ads against competitors. You know, an example, you may have uh, a handful of competitors in your local area and you go place display ads on those competitors' uh, white page listings and their local listings. And so you could actually get in front of some of your competitors' traffic with that as well. <laughs> Great idea. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, so you can actually also connect. Uh, well, hopefully, you have AdWords and analy- analytics connected, and you can see the placements um, showing up in analytics as well. If, if you're more comfortable working with that reporting, uh, we discuss how to link AdWords and analytics in episode five. In case you missed that, well, and here's something you need to be aware of: uh, the display. Like, if you think about where people see display ads, they're typically in their research phase. So this traffic isn't going to convert as well as some of your long-tail exact keywords, but it will convert. You just got to – the research part of it, it may take them longer to actually make the conversion. So now that we've set up an automatic placements campaign, we've pulled the reporting, what's the next step? What do you do with the information? Well, you're going to go through it line by line. Um, I typically do this sorted by spend per URL. That makes sense. Right. Um, and you just you go through it, and you're going to see domains. So just the whole domain is, is bad. You, you, every instance of that you block out. And then you may see domains uh, <coughs> like yellowpages.com where you can target some, some really – similar services in your area uh, that'll convert really high, even though it's display. So if you're thinking about doing, let's say, a domain-level exclusion, it might be a good idea to maybe sort your reporting by domain. That way you can see all the placements from that domain and what pages you were on to see if, you know, for instance, maybe one page might have converted and all the rest have not. That way you're not excluding any good traffic. Absolutely. And I'm going to go back to the skincare example. Um, if it's a general skincare, and we've got a list of these, I'd have to look and find one in specific. But general skincare, um, you, you probably can run a, a site wide ad on that, just bid it down. But if you've got specific products uh, inside of that vertical, that correspond to, to, you know, some sort of treatment or disease or ailment absolutely like you may have to uh define multiple destination urls in your site that match up with the product pages that the consumer's on and this is where a lot of people go wrong right a lot of people roll display out there and they think uh volume and it's really not about volume if you're selective about where your ads get placed you can make money in display yeah. Uh, again, back to the moral of the story. If you find those placements that are converting really well for you, you need to exploit those, find similar sites, and, and just keep keep running with it. So let's say you find 
two examples. Let's say you find one URL that is converting great for you, and then you find another URL that's not converting. What do you do with those two? Do you exclude it? Do you move it now into managed placements? How do you handle those two situations? Well, let's first talk about the bad one because the the one that you know is converting well is really simple. You're going to make it a negative placement in your automatic placements campaign and create either a campaign or an ad group for that domain or page inside of your targeted placements campaign. Right, because now it's not automatic anymore. You know it converts. You know it performs well. Move it into managed because that is a definite. But remember to make it negative and automatic so that it's not coming up there again. Yes, and and here again, you know, if you don't specifically tell Google not to show your ads somewhere, it will. You could end up with competition inside of your own campaign. So what what do we do with that underperforming URL? The underperforming URL, I'm going to look at it a little closely. Uh, it is display and. Um, I'm going to use about.com again. I may have one poor performing page, um, but I've got a tightly niched group of keywords and uh, display URLs where these ads are being shown. And by having that really tight, um, you may want to look at an entire ad group or a campaign just to see how the uh, overall is performing. Does does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. And basically, if if you – let's say there's five URLs in about.com and they're all about acne treatments. Um, You could take a blended uh, CPA or conversion rate across those five pages because – even though it's a different URL, you know that the, the users on those pages are very tightly related. D- does that make sense? Absolutely. All right, so that sums it up. Uh, let's take a quick break. We'll come back, and Shane, I'll ask you to summarize everything in a nice, concise manner so that everyone can go back and apply all these techniques. Okay, we'll be right back. PPC Playbook. We'll be back after this short timeout. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, 
So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contests and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Time to get back into the PPC playbook. Optimized by PPC professionals. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking about the Google Display Network. We went through automatic placements, we've discussed managed placements, and we've discussed exclusions. Now, Shane, I do have a question about exclusions. Do you do any category exclusions, or do you stick to exclusively placement exclusions? I almost always stick to placement exclusions. Um, You know, if there was a casino category, I'd probably opt out, right? But. The way we're going to be targeting this and monitoring this, and here again, we started the show with you got to monitor it, uh, and I think it's appropriate. We've, we've, we're getting close to the end. We go back to that. If you're monitoring it, you're going to see these problems as they're coming up. If you're not well, monitoring we'll it, um, you could end up, depending on how you rolled your campaign out, uh, you could end up with – Hundred thousand to a million dollars just evaporating over the course of a month. It's it's something you have to pay attention to. I, I really like the way that you've kind of uh, simplified how this is done because you read a lot of articles and you listen to a lot of things that do categories, they do topics, a lot of different things, and to me it seems that you're handling this very similarly to how you would handle a search campaign. You know, you pick your keywords, you focus um, on a tightly knit group of keywords, and then you figure out what's working, what's not working, and you go from automatic to managed. So I I think that really simplifies a very complicated process to most people, and it just just gives us an easy way to, to, to manage it, as long as you're doing it on a weekly basis, right? Yeah, you, you've got to monitor it. As long as you're monitoring it, you can weed out those bad apples quickly, but they can jump into a campaign. Um, keep in mind, this is display. So if you were to accidentally not load up URLs, or I'm sorry, accidentally not load up keywords, Google would actually roll your ad out to everywhere in the geo setting that you had applied that they could place an ad. Can you imagine? <laughs> I actually went through this once. <laughs> wow, yeah. Let's, let's not forget to include keywords. Um, one other thing I want to add about this that's really, really important. 
your managed placement campaigns where most of your conversions are going to come in. And so sometimes rather than waiting on Google to hopefully place your ad in the correct place, sometimes you're better off to go look. And when I say go look, if you know um, that you have a acne treatment, and you go into Google and do a search for acne treatment and look at the pages that are displayed and see if any of those pages in the organic section are running AdSense. And if they're not running AdSense, are they running another ad platform? Like, can you go place an ad? Uh, if you know that keyword works for you in paid, can you go place an ad on, on the people on that page that, ha- that have ad space? That's a really great takeaway. I mean, you can literally do a search for your top performing keyword and see what websites are, are ranking for that. And if it's general enough, it'll probably be an article-based or blog-based website that gives information on the topic. And more often than not, they're probably running AdSense and you can place an ad. And that's kind of like a shortcut to doing organic, isn't it? <laughs> well, it, here's the, the funny part about this. Believe it or not, you will find scenarios where your competitors have AdSense enabled and you can run ads right on your competitor's website. And that's a golden nugget if I've ever heard one. <laughs> yeah, wow. That, that's really powerful stuff. Okay, great. So um, anything else you want to give our listeners to take away from today's episode? No, I, I think the last one was it. Like, yeah. look. Don't don't trust Google to give you the best placements. If you know your keyword bank, go look at, at what websites are showing up for those keywords. And you may have to go multiple pages deep because if you do a search for acne treatment and the website's three pages down in the Google SERPs, there's still traffic there. They're just on other words. Right. Right. And, and there's going to be other words that are closely related. So dig deep. Look for yourself. Um, you'll know when you see a good place to place an ad. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, just like anything else uh, with AdWords, it's a very manual process. The more work you put into it, the more success you'll get out of it. So if you're listening to this live, be sure to download this episode. There's lots of great things that we talked about, actionable items that we've discussed. You can put those to use right away, so you'll probably want to take notes. You can find all our episodes in iTunes or Stitcher. Head on over to ppcprofessionals.com for a detailed step-by-step guide to Google AdWords, where you'll find a best practices tutorial on AdWords setup and management, as well as most advanced, more advanced management strategies. We also offer a free PPC audit where we evaluate your current PPC account and help you identify areas of improvement. You can find that on our website as well. If you have any questions for us, you can ask questions via Twitter at PPC Playbook and we'll feature it on future shows. Please be sure to leave us a rating and review if you enjoyed the show. You can do that in iTunes or Stitcher. Until next time, thanks for listening.
This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.